Welcome to the Bread and Circuses Podcast, brought to you by Digital Pizza, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy this shit show. Welcome back once again to the Bread and Circuses podcast. I am Rooster here with Crow. Hello. Hey, I have a confession to make. We did get money from the Bloomberg ads that we ran last time. You know what I did with it? I bought a gun and a big gulp. Well, he's not going to be happy about that. Well, that's too bad. Did the big gulp have a straw in it? Uh, Yes, and it was a plastic straw. Did you salt it? Salt it? Yeah, because you're supposed to. He took salt away too from from restaurants. He said Mm. you can't have salt out at restaurants. I don't know, but I had a big, New York. I had a big side of fat, and just like <laughs> ate it right there, and then, then I flew to San Francisco and shit it on the sidewalk. You shat on the sidewalk. No, I shit it. No, you sh- you shat it on the sidewalk. Get it right. Okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, I just like that uh, that word shat. I have this minor thing to get off my chest about my uh, my kid's school. Quick. Mm-hmm. So first of all. My kid's school has had fights in the hallway. Some of them got videoed and put on, like, national stuff. They went out on Twitter. Wow. Um, so, yeah, it, it was really bad. Um, Were they racial? Yes. Yep. Of course, that's why it would go out nationally. Yeah. Uh, two, two girls beat up on another girl and then claimed that— in this Two school, what girls? Two girls. African-American girls beat up uh, a white girl? I think so. Okay. They were uh, beat up on another girl— and, uh, and I'm going to bring up another story that pertains to this um, that said, uh, uh, then afterwards we're told, and this is not what I wanted to get into, but uh, we're told uh, afterwards that this girl called them a racial slur. Well, yeah. She dropped the N-word on them. Well, then she totally deserved it. Yeah. So Because that really, truly happened. Anyway, so in the context of this going on in a school, I got an email from his teacher the other day, one of his teachers, that said, uh, yeah, um, in the... In the, their home ec class, basically, that's got about 15 boys and four girls in it. Not that that matters, but uh, you got 15 middle school age boys, and one of them apparently said the word retarded. And they all laughed. All the boys laughed. So I got this email from the teacher saying, can you take some time and talk to your son tonight? I don't know which boy it was who laughed, but they all laughed. So they're all guilty of using the word retarded. Hmm. That's not a word I would think we should be using. You know what I told my son? Don't use that word in front of that teacher. <laughs> like, you can use that word. Uh, you're not calling someone a retard. It's a word with an actual definition yeah. that's that's used in all kinds of instances that are technical to derogatory, I guess. If I say something like, uh, uh, Bernie, Bernie Sanders thinking is retarded, it's true. It's it's stunted. It's not right. It's not fully developed. His economic plan is retarded. So yeah, he's like he's like a college student that just learns about uh, communism and thinks it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. It's I'm not, retarded. I'm not making a comment yeah. on birth defects. Right. You know. Yeah. Or or uh, challenged kids or the Special Olympics. I'm using the word as as it's defined. Stunted. Yes. Yeah. And it is stupid. So along these lines, 
uh, you're not going to get this one because it's sports ball. I actually got two quick sports ball ones for you, so you're just going to have to deal. Do you okay. remember who Miles Garrett is? No. Miles Garrett is the Cleveland Browns player who swung his helmet. Oh, I remember this. I remember it happening. Of, yeah. uh, uh, I'm the quarterback. Yeah, I'm spacing on that. But he swung his, the, the quarterback's helmet Mason fell off, Rudolph. popped off. And no, then... he pulled it off. Oh, I didn't realize. He okay. pulled it off, swung it at him, and uh, hit him on top of the head. Um and then claimed afterwards, days afterwards. That he called him a racial Dropped the N-word yeah. on him. Um, the NFL has hundreds of cameras and recording devices at games. Doesn't this quarterback actually have a mic usually? No. Oh, I thought he did. There are mics all over the field. If you ever see in older films, they have that sort of half circle radar dish looking yep. thing with a microphone in the middle of it. There's guys like that on the sidelines of each one recording everything. They don't use that piece of equipment anymore that I know of, but they're recording everything. NFL Films is playing all the time. These players don't say stuff that isn't recorded. Right, and they know that. They know that. The NFL did an investigation. They couldn't find anything that this guy said, Mason Rudolph. Never once said it. It should be pointed out that half of his linemen are black, claim they didn't hear it. His head coach is black. Claims he dug into this, didn't hear it. Mike Tomlin says he has personal relationships with friends on the Cleveland Browns who had this happen. He feels would have called him and said, hey, Mike, just so you know, this went on and nothing's going to happen to Miles Garrett. Well, yeah, there's never repercussions for calling that kind of shit out. He has assassinated yeah. uh, Mason Rudolph's character, yeah. you know, and people yep. say, so what? Big deal. Yeah, get over it. Why? Why should he have to? Why can't he sue this guy? And he might, but he should. He should go after him and say, no, you defamed me. He'll be okay. Yeah, I know. It's like that. Uh, it's like that uh, Steam Crowder thing where that he was talking to the woman and the tranny came up and started just harassing the shit out of him and then uh, calling him all kinds of names and shit. And Steam Crowder got, you know, went after him a little bit. And then she goes, did you really have to do that? He goes, well, I mean, he really kind of came after me and said, yeah, but, but you'll be okay. You'll be okay. But if uh, if I would have walked up to her and said, show me your tits, bitch. And she got yeah. all upset and be like, oh, hold on. Did that really hurt you? You'll be okay. <laughs> would that work? No. There's a rewind from episode 96 right ah, there. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I've done it before. Mm -hmm. um, so I just thought that was, that was shitty. That there are no repercussions for this guy. They can say, yeah, he was suspended before. He was suspended for hitting a guy in the helmet. Or in the head with his own helmet. You know. And by the way, and we covered this briefly before, so what if he called you that term? That's – it's not good, right? But, but they're that, fighting words. But that doesn't justify hitting someone in the head with something. And, and that actually is no worse than going – calling a guy any other like derogatory term like Shut saying – pussy. Pussy or f fatty, fat, fat, fatty. Sit, I'm flipping this table. <laughs> Or or retarded. You're retarded. You know, it's no different. Oh, God, I can't believe you did that. But you know what? It, it really isn't, though. And I know. they're acting like it is. Because those are fighting words. Gavin McGinnis brought this up before. He's like, it's like, if you're getting in a fight with somebody or you're arguing with somebody uh, and, and you want to cause the most damage, you do what you think is going to make them get the most rise out of them. So that's a great word to use to get a rise out of somebody. It's like the woman that was filmed in a camera, what restaurant white woman was filmed in a, whatever rest restaurant was, was because she had some altercation with two black women and she was leaving and she called them niggers. 
And they're like, they were incensed. They were upset. They're like, oh, I can't believe she just did that. And then it went viral. And then a reporter came up to the white woman and found who she was and came up to her afterwards and said, uh, yeah, um, you know, but they recorded you and they, they said, well, well, why did you, why did you use the N word? Why did you call them that N word? She goes, uh, that was, that was what was going to get the most, what did she say? God damn That it. was the thing that was going to That was going to get the up. biggest rise out of him. Yeah. You know, it's like basically they're fighting words. Yeah, but I don't, I don't care if somebody throws out words at you. That's what I'm saying. You don't, you can't respond with trying to kill somebody with a blunt object. Well, and would he have killed him? No, but he would have fucked him up. Yeah. You know? Well, that reminds me of, uh, so it's, uh, you said he assassinated his character by saying he said he called him a nigger. Mm-hmm. But Jesse, uh, Jesse Smollett. No, just, the Mason Rudolph's character was assassinated. The white quarterback. That's what I'm saying. But, okay, yeah. So Jesse Smollett again was just reindicted for, and he was the actor from um, whatever that black show was. What was it? Empire. Empire. That said that to loved it, w- watched it all the time on the coldest night in Chicago to you know subarctic temp- temperatures to white guys in MAGA hats. So this is MAGA country. That's that. That's that. That nigga faggot from Empire poured bleach on him, put yeah, a noose around his, his neck, and, and so basically he wouldn't made it sound like there's white Trump supporters running around Chicago targeting black people with bleach and you know trying to trying to cause damage to them and. And he just got reindicted for that. But he should he should get criminal charges, not not just for false false falsely reporting a crime, but for trying to. I mean, that is a different level. That's trying I think to. He's going yeah, to. What you're trying to do in that instance is trying to make uh, one racial group um, be uh, be angry. It's incitement. Yeah, incite incite anger and hatred and resentment against another racial group. There should be something more more to that. And I'm as, as a as a non hate crimes kind of guy. I think hate crimes are bullshit. But I think that that level right there, where you're trying to make somebody go after another group uh, out of false pretenses. I don't know. There should be something to be done about that. I don't know what law there would be for that, but he's going to get something. It's pretty shitty. I don't think he's going to go to jail, but I think he's going to wind up having to write a big check. You know what I'm saying, right? I, yeah. I don't like the whole idea of hate crimes. So if you have a crime, a crime, a crime is a, is a crime, regardless of what your intent is, right? But if this guy was trying to, it's like a, a inciting a riot, mm-hmm. you know, it's, that's what this is. You're trying to, it's incitement is what it is. And I suppose they could use that against somebody just like they can use hate crimes against somebody when it's not true. But this yeah. is absolutely true what he was doing. Yeah. So um, so the other quick sports ball thing I want to get to, because uh, I'm a big baseball fan, is have you heard this whole Astros controversy with cheating? No. So, you know, that pitchers and catchers and base coaches give each other signs during the game, and people have used all sorts of means to steal the signs. Da, 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 to figure this. out the code, yeah, yeah. To figure out what other people is going to do. The Astros took it a step farther. And won the, I believe, won the 2017 World Series because of it. Because in their home field, they had their own camera. And talking about the NFL, the NFL owns all the cameras in a stadium, period. No other outside cameras are allowed. Baseball doesn't do it that way. I think they're going to change. But they had their own camera that was reading the signals from the catcher, because you can see them, and then relaying them to the batter, like, instantly. Whoa. Yeah. Were you like an earpiece in? Uh, well, there's a couple things. So one, they first was banging on a trash can. So there was a guy Got right it. out, right next to the dugout, who would bang on the trash can. And there's a video that this guy did, 
I wish I could remember the channel name, showing how it broke down. So was he just pretending like he was like... No. It's just blatant. Just blatant? Yeah. Okay. And then when some teams figured out the um, the code that they were that they were getting their signals, they changed it to they would yell to the batter if they, they yelled his first name if it was a fastball, his uh, last name if it was an off-speed pitch. And then there's some rumor that some of the guys were wearing buzzers, like Bluetooth buzzers on. Wow. And the way they showed Jose Altuve, who's one of their great players, he's a good player regardless, but hey, you know what pitch is coming? You're going to be a lot better. Um, his splits, how he did at home and how he did away, way better at home. And they won like 60 of 82 games at home or 81 games at hmm. home. It's a crazy number. He hits this game-winning home run, and he's coming around the bases. And, you know, they do all sorts of shit. They dump Gatorade on each other. They pull each other's shirts off. He's holding his shirt, and you can see him clear the mouth, don't pull my shirt off. He says it was because he had a bad tattoo on his collarbone and he was embarrassed by it. And his wife didn't like people pulling his shirt off and all that. Well, somebody put out an Instagram picture of him somewhere on vacation. With his shirt. His own picture. No thing on his collarbone. Shows up to spring training with a tattoo on his collarbone. Makes a show of having it. Anyway, so they get busted. Uh, Major League Baseball makes the team pay $5 million. Big deal. They make the uh, the the team fire the general manager and the head coach, uh, and uh, no suspensions for players, no penalties for players. Keep in mind, these players got big bonuses for winning the World right. Series. It's a big deal. Now there's a guy who claims he got kicked out of the major leagues because he got shelled one time against the Astros. That he was an on the bubble kind of player, and now he's out of baseball, so he's suing uh, the Houston Astros. Anyway, Rob Manfred, who's the uh, commissioner of baseball, can't stop stepping in it. And what they believe happened is the players' union and the uh, Major League Baseball players' union is very strong. Went to these, uh, went to the commissioner and said, "You're not going to suspend any of these guys, or we're not going to cooperate." The commissioner's office said, "Well, we need people to cooperate so we can catch this, and we need to catch this." And so they said, "Fine, give everybody immunity." So they did. Problem was they didn't pull the players' union ahead of time. Now all of the other teams are like, "Fuck those fuckers." Yeah, you know uh, those guys. If you don't like baseball, and if you don't, you're not a big fan of baseball. Watch the Houston Astros games this year because you're gonna see pitchers hitting these guys with pitches like you wouldn't believe. Vegas even has a number out now wow. for the over/under on them getting hit. The record is something like it's the Cleveland Indians a few years back getting hit like 111 times in a season. The number for the Houston Astros is north of 150. Wow! These guys are gonna get pegged. All of their all of their apologies have been insincere. Uh, some of their superstar players have come out and said, "No, it didn't affect the outcome of the game at all." And the other teams are like, "Going, are you kidding me?" Of course it does. And uh, the commissioner came out and he said, you know, talking about the trophy that they win for the World Series trophy, which is called the commissioner's trophy. Because I just don't see a reason we need to take a piece of metal back from these mm. guys. And the players union went apeshit. Yeah. They went, piece of metal? I've worked my entire life to get that. You don't know anything about baseball? Get the hell out of here. Shut up. It's interesting just to watch the politics of baseball now because what's going to happen. But this season is going to be interesting because now the commissioner, and this is the point I was getting to after my very long-winded explanation, is the commissioner said, hey, anybody who throws at those players, 
we're going to have a problem. You're probably going to get suspended. Oh, now we're going to have a problem. So throwing at a player who cheated to win the World yeah. Series, who wasn't but penalized, gonna is going to get yeah. you. And there's teams going, there's pitchers going, sorry, sometimes the ball gets away from you. Yeah. These guys are going to get nailed. Well, and then, yeah, uh, switching up your pitches is intrinsic to how you win the game. Yes. So that knowing what pitch is coming completely changes that. Well, in this video, uh, the Astros are playing the White Sox. The White Sox pitcher is, he throws a changeup, which is basically a straight pitch that's just slower than the fastball. There's a great line about uh, pitching that says, hitting is timing, pitching is upsetting timing. So the signal is to throw a changeup. So this guy breaks it down, catcher gives a signal, fastball, um, no sound, nothing. Uh, Pitch comes in there, guy swings, fouls it off. Next pitch is coming. They signal a changeup. He doesn't swing because there's a banging. He goes, oh, there's the banging right there. And the next pitch is a changeup. Bang again. Next pitch, a changeup or a fastball. No banging. The guy just jacks the ball, hits it foul, whatever. The ca- the pitcher walks up to the catcher that calls timeout and he goes, they got our fucking signs. You can see him say that. Wow. So they change their signs up. He throws a changeup. The signs are different. Strikes the guy out. Yep. It's like, come on. Yep. Can you see yeah, anything more blatant, damning? Right? Yeah, it's so it's going to be wow. interesting. Yeah, I didn't know. I haven't heard anything about this. So if you don't like baseball, it'd be interesting. Just watch the Houston Astros bat this year, because these guys are going to get hit. Wow, a lot. And I think they open the season against the Angels, which are a California team, and the team they beat in the 2000 World Series was the Dodgers. So I think. I don't know. I just. I'm going to actually watch just because of this. It sounds yeah. interesting. Put some. Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman, Kevin Correa are the big stars for them. And that's their uh, second baseman, third baseman, and shortstop. And those guys have been the loudest on, hey, we did this. They're going to get nailed. Good. And now it's sounding like baseball knew about it and didn't do anything about it. So. Oh, well, and then had the commissioner come out and say that if you hit these. Players, you're no, 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 no. You well in the Washington, you, fuck, you done fucked up. The Washington Nationals, who just beat Houston in the World Series this last year, okay, so Houston got back to the World Series. Um, use the same signs all year long. Keep in mind, players come and go, and they get traded and stuff, and um, nobody tipped them off. Going into the World Series, the Nationals changed all their signs. They knew. Yeah, everybody. They knew it. Yeah. So it's just bullshit. Hmm. So much anyway. shitty. Uh, speaking of sports, sports ball, uh, Trump drove or Trump was in the uh, beast as he rode around the. Oh my god, the, that was awesome! The track at the D- Daytona 500. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's pretty cool. That's the first time that's ever happened. Uh, I think second president. Really? First time to take a lap. Yeah, that's what I mean. No, they, yeah, that first second president to show up there. Yeah, but the first time that they actually had their the heavily uh, armored uh, limo drive a lap around yeah nick searcy the actor um he posted a thing on his facebook page about you know trump shows up at daytona and the media melted down over it yeah they just went ape shit it's just it's a non-event so what well it's like i saw a meme too they're like they show the they show it the the plane uh, air force one and the the car on the track and they go oh it uh, looks like they decided to have a race around a trump rally 
It's pretty funny. You know what I want to see? I want to see him like get out of that limo at some point, and they call it the Beast because it's it's an armored. Yeah, it's it an weighs armored, a shit ton, and it's on a truck chassis. Yeah. Uh, I guess the windshield is like five inches thick. <laughs> bulletproof glass. Five inches of bulletproof bulletproof wow. glass is the is the windshield. Well, Michelle Obama was talking about what it's like to not ride in those anymore. And they said, what will you like about not being in the White House? She goes, I don't know. It'll be nice to open a window in a car once in a while. Yeah, so she can get some air in her balls. <laughs> well, that's why she doesn't wear skirts. Her balls would show. <laughs> <laughs> That joke used to be about Hillary. I had someone I was talking to, somebody that's left a center that got really upset with the whole Michelle's a man, Michelle Obama's a man um, talk because he thought it was racially, it was racially motivated. How does he know she didn't choose that gender? Yeah, exactly. And I go, how is that racially motivated? And he goes, well, uh, because she looks like an ape. And I'm like... <laughs> What like, dude? Dude, he was assigning that to you. <laughs> and it's all about projection. I think she looks like an ape, and I that's what I you know. Were it's all about projection on the left. That's they what it is. It's so funny. It. Yeah, they just don't. You understand. have to tell me later who that was. Yeah, and I said, I said to him, I said, I just laughed. I'm like, oh my god, dude, no. Is that someone I know? No. Oh, okay. But I go, I go, it's so funny. I go, no, the whole reason we say Michelle's man is because Obama's so effeminate because we've seen pictures of him with his mom jeans, riding his bicycle with his, with his, with his little helmet. And then when he's at the gym working out with his five pound weights and she does have broad shoulders. And that, that's pretty much, the fact is that, that, you know, he seems effeminate and she seems masculine. That's, it has nothing to do with the race for Christ's sake. And he's like, okay. I'm like, but you done fucked up, A.A. Ron. <laughs> You done fucked up <laughs> because you just show <laughs> oh, that the left projects. Yeah, your well, racism onto the right. This should be such a non-event. I mean, he shows up and goes, you know, hey, gentlemen, start your engines, takes a lap, and everything. So what? Presidents do that stuff all the time, but the media cannot resist going. Let's find some way to. Yeah, but even Mother Nature didn't like it because they reined it out and they had to delay the. I know you just the race. You can't let the guy do anything without well, going after him. But I did hear stuff. people say that it was kind of it was kind of nice to see Trump show up at a sporting event and have the announcers and have the crowd just love it and say, "Hey, a president's here. This is awesome." The, the announcers, so no bullshit. Like when he shows up at another sporting event where they're like, yeah, you know, uh, if a if a celebrity talks to him, that celebrity's yeah. When Vince Vaughn shook yeah, his hand, or and, you have half the crowd booing, it's like, fuck you. Enough yeah. with that. If if Obama shows up at a sporting event, I'm at. I'm not booing Obama, or I never did. I'm just like, I'm not gonna cheer. You know, it well, might be it might be crickets, but that's about it. I've said this before. When Obama became president, I didn't like him. I still don't think he was a very good president, but I didn't cheer for him to fail. Because if the president fails, it means the country's failing. You know. Well, I, I I honestly hope he failed because if you succeed short term in some of the policies, it means failure in the long term. That's all. Yeah. That that's 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 where I said no. I don't want him to succeed in his Obamacare plan. I don't want Obamacare to pass. That's a success on his. That's a political success. And that's not a country success. But yeah. I guess that's what you're getting at, right? Yeah. Um, all right. I have this uh, talking about transgenders. Uh, I have this article sent in from someone again, Raven. Thanks a lot for the material uh, from the Wall Street Journal. This is some biologists commenting on. I almost said commentating. Commenting on. 
Uh, the article is called The Dangerous Denial of Sex, Transgender Ideology Harms Women, Gays, and Especially Feminine Boys and Masculine Girls. I'm not going to read this whole thing, but it's interesting. It says that transgender ideology can take on a comical nature character, as in the recent American Civil Liberties Union commentary, objecting to sales tax on tampons and similar products while pondering, quote, how can we recognize the barriers to menstrual, menstrual access are a form of sex discrimination without erasing the lived, lived experiences of trans men and non-binary people who menstruate? I just said menstruate. Mm. Oh, my God. Menstruate, as well as women who don't. Do you understand what that sentence says? I mean, I, I, I do. I get what it's getting at, but did, did you follow it, it that It was kind of word salad. We'd have, to like, we'd have to break it down if we really... Uh, yet it's the one thing to claim that a man can identify as a woman or vice versa. Increasingly, we see a dangerous and anti-scientific trend toward the outright denial of biological sex. Nobody on the left talks about that, about how it's anti-scientific. Well, and, and it's funny that also that the women are, are not stepping, are not on the left, are not stepping up and saying, hey, this is anti-woman. Uh, you're having men basically on the right or women on the right saying it, but not on the left. Oh, there's that reminds me. There's a lawsuit by some of those runners in Connecticut. Yeah. We need to get to the idea of two sexes is simplistic. An article in the scientific journal <laughs> Nature declared in 2015. It's fucking science. Biologists now think there is a wider spectrum than that. A 2018 Scientific American piece <clears throat> asserted that biologists now think that there is a larger spectrum than just binary male and female. And in October 2018, New York Times headline promised to explain why sex is not binary. The sex is binary. I know. So it gets this here. The argument is that because some people are intersex, they have developmental <laughs> conditions resulting, hold on, such a small percentage in ambiguous sex characteristics. The categories male and female exist on a spectrum and are mm. therefore no more than social constructs. <sighs> There's lots of quoting in here. I'm not. Gonna, I'm just yeah. gonna read it. If a male and female are merely arbitrary groupings, it follows that everyone, regardless of genetics or anatomy, should be free to choose to identify as male or female, or to reject sex entirely in favor of new bespoke gender identity. To characterize this line of reasoning as having no basis in reality would be an egregious understatement. It is false at every conceivable scale of resolution. In humans, and this is the important part, as in most animals or plants, an organism's biological sex corresponds to one of two distinctive types of reproductive anatomy that develop for the production of small or large sex cells, sperm cells and eggs, respectively. The associated biological functions of sexual reproduction. In humans, reproductive anatomy is unambiguously male or female at birth more than 999 right. Uh, 8% of the time. The evolutionary function of these two anatomies is to, aid, is to aid in reproduction views in the, yeah, blah, 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 fusion of sperm and the egg, all that. No third type of sex cell exists in humans, and there is therefore no sexual spectrum or additional sexes beyond male and female. Sex is binary. These are two biologists telling you this. Right, but what the left is doing is they're conflating gender expression with biology. They're they're not they're not differentiating how you express yourself with actual legitimate scientific biology. Right. So they're saying uh, and they and they keep saying this 
if you're male or female, that's your that's your sex, right? And then they go, but your gender is on a spectrum, and your gender can be whatever you want it to be because they're they're calling gender they're they're divorcing gender from sex, which I guess fine. I'll give you that. All right, fine. I won't even give you that. Um, and I, yeah, let's just say for the sake of argument, though. Okay. Right, because I I don't either. I will accept your presupposition. But what you what you have here is like a femi man or a butch woman, but you're still a man. And you're still a woman. You still have the biology of a man. You have the twig and berries. But if you go out and you're very lithe and you've got uh, a swishy walk. When do you become a ma'am? A ma'am. A ma'am. Yeah. And, and, but if, you, and if you're a woman that kind of like, uh, you know, excels in all the, wants to, you know, do all the boy sports and doesn't like knitting and doesn't like playing with dolls. And you're a butch, butch girl. You are still a female, sexually a female. Now, yeah. you are a... You are a butch or you are a tomboy at that point, right? And if you're a, a boy and you're acting feminine, you're light in the loafers or you're femi or whatever the fuck it is, that's fine. You can be that way. And the problem is they're they're trying to they're trying to take that sexuality and go, well, if you're a boy and you act feminine, it's okay to say you are a girl. And then they'll take it. They always take it down the road one step further. There's always, they never stop with that. They'll, they want to go, you have to accept this, that this boy is acting like a girl. I have to accept that. And we'd be like, okay, fine. Right. That's, that's okay. We'll accept that. But they never stop there. They go, now you have to allow um, um, the parents or the boy who, who thinks he's a girl to start taking hormone blockers. And now that you've said they have to start taking hormone blockers, now you have to start saying at 16, they can decide that they're going to have gender reassignment surgeries. And that's where we go, fuck you. We see where this is headed. And it's bad for the kid because kids go through phases. They go through experimental stages. Their brain's not developed. Sometimes they feel feminine. And the next thing you know, boom, they have a growth spurt and they grow seven inches. Their voice changes. Their testes drop. And then they're like horn dog, horn dogs. And the dude just wants to fuck girls. Right. But if you fucking put them on hormone blockers before that happened and then you start fucking with their giblets, you've destroyed the fucking ability for this person to, to determine I know. what they are. And it's e- it's fucking evil is yeah, what it is. I agree. So just a couple more things. That was a, that was a that was a uh, big rant. Yeah. It says women have fought hard for sex based legal protections. Female only spaces are necessary due to the pervasive threat of male violence and sexual assault. Um, I. uh I don't want to comment on that. Separate sporting categories are necessary to ensure that women and girls don't have to face competitors who have acquired the irreversible performance-enhancing effects conferred to uh, by male puberty. Okay. The different reproductive roles of male and females require laws to safeguard women from discrimination in the workplace and elsewhere. The falsehood that sex is rooted in a subjective identity instead of an objective biology renders all these sex-based uh, rights impossible to enforce. 100% agree. Yep. Okay? So I'm with it. Why the fuck do we have to do all this stuff? Why Why can't we just tell people too damn bad? You know, everybody's always worried about offensive things and all this stuff. If you're an effeminate male and you want to be called Sally, fine. Don't care. Don't, don't want to say you're a woman. And, you know, if you still got a penis, go pee in the boys' room. Yeah. You know. But so those uh, 
we talked about this before, those uh, Connecticut runners. Yep. They're suing now uh, to stop biological males from competing in their sports. And they should. Yeah, they should. This and is, more women should step up. It's nice to see women fighting back on Finally. this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Women should be able to compete against women if they want. You right. know? I mean, just why why do we have to I love this well, you just have to accept people how they are. No, you don't. You don't have to. And you and on the right here, guys like me, we I do understand Wait, you're on the right? Yeah. That there's going to be situations there's going to be women that are more gravitate towards masculine um behavior or masculine ideals or even sexuality which is fine um but you're still you're still going to be considered a woman and, and you can't or, or a man let's say you're considered a man you and you gravitate towards more feminine things but then you decide you want to compete with women no it's not going to happen we're not going to go that far but we are, and they act like we're bigots because of that, and a pho, the phobic or whatever. Enough of the phobic bullshit. Everything's phobic nowadays. I'm not afraid of you. I'm actually concerned about how this impacts actual girls, my daughter, women. You know, it's, I'm not. I'm not fucking afraid of you. I'm irritated by you. Well, have you seen that woman on the goalie commercials? Or is it irrational like fear is what they call it. It's not irrational to fear what's going to happen from this to society. Have you seen the woman on the goalie commercials? She's the, it's that cider vinegar or what the pills or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know what it is. They say it's some appetite suppressant or something like that. But she's like, she's the fittest woman in the world. She wins all the cross training, not cross training, um, or CrossFit competitions right. and everything. She looks like a man. Yeah, <laughs> pretty jacked, huh? Oh my god, yeah. It shows her just doing, uh, you know, walking on, doing the handstands and walking on her hands, but it shows her doing the kip up pull ups. And uh, like broad shouldered and narrow hipped and like the V shape like a man or does she? Yeah. 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 She's got the solid. Not attractive. Yeah. Not attractive. But there's some people it is. There's a woman or two on the planet. If they're built like that, I think I'd be afraid. of. (laughs) But if you're attracted to that, it's actually more power to you. Yeah. But don't fucking uh, uh, say that that's a standard for society or that children should aspire to that. Yeah. That, that that's something where that, that's the whole problem was where they just try to like the left is notorious for trying to re-educate children or or put everything on to children yeah they and, want to change the way you think yeah they just, and, they, and they know by by getting someone early that's the best way to do it yeah exactly so ugh. right would you rather tell me feel dirty thanks rooster you should, you should feel dirty all right would you rather Look, people, I know stuff about Crow. He has every reason to feel dirty. <laughs> um, Can you skip to the back of the book? I, I'm starting in the back now. Okay. That's how I roll, Japanese style. Still talking about the book, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather see a hair in your food or a roach under your table at a restaurant? Roach under my table. Me too. Yeah. Because roaches my, are every fucking hour. Hair in my food is gross. Yeah, have you ever have you ever eaten it and, and like pulled the hair out of your mouth after like eating something? I've done it like drinking like soda or drinking like lemonade or something, and it went halfway down my throat. And I grabbed the hair and pulled it out of my throat, and you feel it coming out of your throat. It had food attached to it. That is no, but that is some gag-inducing kind of shit right I there. I had the same thing. I chewed food, and so there was partially chewed food attached to the hair. Oh. <laughs> That's. Right. I got one worse than that though. Oh no, I don't. know. This didn't happen to me. It happened to my wife. Uh, we were at a restaurant 
and she was drinking out of a glass for Diet Coke, and she sucked a dead fly up through the straw. Wow. And it went into her mouth. She's like, spit out. And she looked at it, and I was like, it, it was that thing where you thought maybe she's going to throw up right here. She yeah. almost did. I think she did a little bit. Well, that would have been amusing. Uh, Dry heaving is always funny. Yeah. <laughs> would you rather send a mean text to all your phone contacts or have people think you're missing for 48 hours? Missing. I don't mind sending a mean text, but nah. Yeah, missing would be my deal. Yeah. All right. Another one? Mm-hmm. Uh, <sighs> oh. uh, would you rather tell bad knock-knock jokes to everyone you meet or talk about yourself in third person all the time, you nipple monster? <laughs> we haven't been using the... Uh, Creative swearing? Yeah, book lately. <laughs> Mouthwad. Okay. <laughs> okay, so what was it? Would you rather tell bad knock-knock jokes to everyone you meet or talk about yourself in the third person all the time? I'd say the bad knock-knock because that's the only first time you meet the person. Yeah, but that's, I mean, that's a total dad joke thing. But talk to, about yourself in third person all the time, that's that'd be rough. I, it would be rough, but it'd be interesting. I think of that Seinfeld episode, you know, where the guy talked to him and said, Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy's getting upset. Crow doesn't like this. <laughs> we'll have to do it. Yeah, try it. Try to like <laughs> do a whole show where we do that. That's yeah. gonna be tough. Uh, uh, would you rather experience life as another species or as a supernatural creature? I don't know. I, mean, I would like experience life as a supernatural creature. Yeah, why wouldn't like you? Like a vampire or a Bigfoot? What supernatural? I wouldn't want to be Bigfoot. Everybody like hunting you and That's stuff. Um, a dragon? Yeah. I'd, I'd say vampire. To be honest. Werewolf would be kind of cool. Werewolf, no, but there's like like Teen Wolf style werewolf. No, That'd I'm thinking cool. I'm thinking like uh, Underworld kind of werewolf. Yeah, where you can control what you're, yeah. what you're doing, not like like uh, uh, not where the American moon... werewolf in London, yeah, where it's like no, no, oh, no. this hurts so fucking bad, yeah. and then you don't remember what happened because you're fucking yeah, and you go on a murderous rampage. Yeah, that that's not the one. Yeah, I, no. if, if that was the deal, no, no. But yeah, if, if you were a vampire Lestat kind of thing, where you hang out in cool places at night and everything, yeah, yeah sure, why not? Yeah. Um. Although, as a vampire, you would have to murder people. Uh, well, it depends on the vampire again, because you could you could actually if you can you can live off of blood without killing somebody in a lot of these vampire stories. Like, okay. there's, there's a lot of like these freaky underground clubs where people willingly give blood to vampires, but they don't kill them; they just drain. Some. You know, they're not real, right? Yeah, I know. Okay. Would you rather sail or fly around the world? Uh, sail as in sailboat. I'm, I'm assuming. My mom and dad had a trawler at one point, and they said that that could go around. I I could live with that, but I don't think I'd want to sail. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Sailing's a lot of work, and then it's dangerous. I mean, if you're yeah. around the world and you're in the ocean on a sailboat, that's I mean, yeah. that's more dangerous than flying. I'd fly a private jet, boom, all the way. Yeah. So, uh, one more thing. Would you rather have a magic carpet or a flying broom? Magic carpet. Yeah, because you can give people rides on that. Take well, you can get people on magic room on the flying broom too, I suppose. But like one person doesn't hurt your Man, balls. It's, yeah, it sounds kind of uncomfortable. I don't even like riding bicycles. Yeah. So I can imagine a broom would be rough. Magic carpet, absolutely. Yeah. And then you can sing that song the whole time, or have it playing on a tape deck as you're playing. <laughs> Steppenwolf. Yeah. Magic <laughs> carpet ride. 
You know that's not what that's talking about, right? Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. All right. What else you got? Well, um, we want to talk. We talked about Mike Bloomberg on the last episode quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, he he's, he might have sponsored some of the show, but uh, we didn't. We neglected to talk about like all the shit their dra- their their the opposition research on the Democrat side has been pulling up about him, and one of them is that when he uh, one of his companies, one of the women. Uh, was talking about. I think the ads covered a lot of that. Stuff. How she was pregnant, <laughs> and he goes, "Kill it!" And she goes, "Excuse me." And he goes, "Are you going to kill it?" She goes, uh, "No." And he's like, "Great, number sixteen, which would which meant that he's got he had sixteen women on the payroll that were on maternity, and this wasn't just one woman that said this. This was corroborated by another employee that heard oh the exact same exchange. I mean, isn't that a? Sh- I mean, that's about as shitty as a thing you can do, even if you're pro-abortion. Well, Look, pro-choice, that's a shitty thing for a guy to do. Let's just admit, Michael Bloomberg is a shitty person. Yeah, absolutely. He's not He's not a good guy. And, you know, of course, there's people who are going to be like, well, Trump's not a good guy. Fuck, that's not what we're talking about. And I actually think he is. I don't know if he is or not. I, I get the feeling he is. That's all. I, I can't say for sure, but I, I, think I feel that he is. I think he'd probably be a fun guy to meet and hang out with and all that I stuff. I think if he thinks you're his friend, you're I golden. Agree. I think Michael Bloomberg looks down on everybody and thinks you're a dummy. Yep. You know, because, and look, he's like the fourth richest guy in the entire country. He makes, he makes $2 billion a year in interest on his stuff. That's a lot of money. I mean, I'm not going to begrudge the guy his success, but, but don't tell me because you're successful, you get to tell me what size drink I get to have. How much is he spending on the, uh, on the ad campaign right now? I, I mean, so far he spent more than anybody else. He's ever. pushing half a million bucks already. I think half a mil- no, half a billion. Is it? Ha- oh wait, half Sorry. a billion. You're right. You're right. It was like 385 yeah. million last I checked. Yeah. Uh, if he could just throw a little bit of that our way. <laughs> he did. I bought a gun and a big gun. Uh, okay. Well, damn you! What I didn't get to buy anything. Well, no, because you know I handle this stuff. Well, I'll I'll get some uh, ad copy from Elon Omar. We can't let you. We can't let you have money because you buy stupid shit. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> it's absolutely, you're the worst impulse buyer ever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just I want to see the pay per view with him and Bezos fighting. You know. Yeah. Bezos is gonna kick his ass. Yeah, yeah. So he's in shape. So. Um. Yeah. That's just. That's gross. I mean, but, got, but he says things like that all the time. So it's like, a, it's, that's why well, the, he said basically the farmers are dummies. I mean, well, he didn't come right out and say that, but what he said was, it's just not hard. You put a seed, you dig a hole, you put the seed in, you put the dirt and on. People keep it. saying, well, that's out of context. I heard the whole quote. I heard the whole thing. It's he was not, talking about. Out, it's of not out of context. No, he's talking about, you know, skills versus processes. he thinks he's an elitist he thinks the uh that's he thinks the technation uh technology and information um, um sector is smarter than anybody else well i saw a guy on fox business i don't know his name but he's that scott something he's that bigger guy always wears the like uh, cow print coats and everything he works at the london exchange okay and so uh when they're talking to him like their trading day has ended and his is uh that one here is just starting and he said uh he had a great line about it. he goes okay mike what about when it doesn't rain? He goes, how about that? Mm-hmm. And he said, we used to, and I can't remember how many years ago, 50 years ago or whatever, we used to grow 30 bushels per acre of corn or something. He goes, now we're pulling close to 600 bushels per acre. I can't remember if those are the numbers, but it's, the first number was 30 and the other one was like, you know, it's like five times as much. Cows in medieval times gave out about a gallon of milk. Now they give out 14 or 15. 
You know, that's not because farmers are dumb. Right. There is a lot of technology that goes into this. And for him to just dismiss farmers, it's just stupid. And he he does that stuff because he has an overinflated sense of his own value. Right. You know? He's a textbook example of an elitist. That's, I mean... He's, his picture should be in the encyclopedia right next to it. I mean, that the word he, that's what he is. Well, I heard this great line that was advice to teachers that said, be nice to your A students because they're going to run, they're going to run the companies of the future. Be nice to your C students because they're going to build you a school, you know? Right. So you can't just dismiss people based on you think you're smarter or whatever. I mean, look, I can't fix a damn thing. I, I don't care what the grade is of the carpenter who came in and did it. I just appreciate the work he does, you know. Yeah. So he mentioned the farmer thing. He's he's not looking good with minorities, that's for sure. No. I mean, he's he's got a a point to but the, the way the, the blunt way he justifies the all the policies. Well, when he's talking about sixteen to twenty five year old minorities are the problem. Statistically, yes. In certain areas. Right. But he said all, all, it's yeah. everywhere. That's the only problem that we put all the police force into the black communities because that's where everything happens. Yeah. Well, all right. Sure, dude. He's super dismissive yep. of women, you know, but how many lawsuits is he sexist? I don't know. Like 40? <laughs> I don't know. Pending? Hey, he's never, he's never said he would grab somebody by the pussy. Well, then he's a good guy. Because I probably don't think he ever has. Okay. You know, so. Yeah, he's just he's a he's a bad human being. And I honestly believe the guy is his his thinking is in line with fascism. It's the government can do it better for you. You know, we should dictate what kind of food you eat because You're certain too dumb. things you know, eating three cheeseburgers a day is bad for you. That's not news. But if I want to eat a cheeseburger, I'm going to eat a cheeseburger. Well, he's also said things that we know that the left are and the socialists are all, and the big government people are all about is, is the death panel stuff. He said this blatantly. He said if you're old and you um, – 90 years old and you go in and you've got what prostate – I can't remember exam, exactly what a prostate cancer would be. He, you pat him on the head and say, go live, your life, live the rest of your life. No money should be put into that person. That's what he said. He goes that, and somebody young that can contribute to society still. Then we then we'll invest some money into them. So it's all about if they the 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 cost cost benefit analysis for him. See, you know what? I will. I'll say this much. I almost agree with him on that because no, uh, I don't because yeah. If the government if the government is in control of everything, if government yeah okay, right. then I'm you have about, to do that. I'm talking about the government's money here. Yeah, not. Hospital, but it shouldn't be. That's why we're saying that that's that's wrong because that's what it leads to. Well, back when Joe Scarborough was a Republican and he was because uh, uh, he's not anymore. No, and he was a congressman in Florida. He said an interesting thing. He said we we spend two thirds of our health care budget keeping people alive in the last six six months of their life. Now it's sort of skewed because the last six months of someone's life is generally when they die and they get the most health care, but. He says no one is going to win an election saying, hey, we got to let grandma die. But if we're spending that much on heroic means at the ends of people's lives and it's government money, we should be able to have some say in how yes, it's spent. But that's the point. Yeah. Because I'm saying that that's what that government in control of everything leads to. Right. And if you go – if you straight, – straight capitalism, if you're – 
you know, if it doesn't matter your productivity for society, if you if, if you, you can pay for it, pay for then it. Then yes. And if your family can scrounge enough money together to pay for it and they want to keep you alive, then that then they should be able to do that. Or if you have a child who has some sort of debilitating genetic disorder that makes it very difficult to keep that child alive and you're a parent and you can get people to donate to your, to your child in order to get that care, then they could do a GoFundMe and they go, we got enough money, let's do this this procedure, then fuck yes, they should be able to do that procedure. But in, under under that, under government-controlled health care, where you can't have any kind of private uh, funding or yeah. private um, 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 decision-making, then that child, no matter how much money they raised through GoFundMes or family or whatever, that child would not get that treatment because the government say, nope, not worth it. Well, it's disturbing when you hear so about fuck these. You, government. Yeah, it's disturbing when you hear about these clinics who say this part isn't disturbing, but they say, "Look, we don't take any insurance because we only get. We used to get thirty-three cents on the dollar for Medicare. So if you do a hundred dollars worth of of uh, care on someone, Medicare reimburses you for thirty-three. Yeah. The part of the ACA's big savings, Obamacare, was that they took it down to like twenty-seven. Mm. So some hospitals just don't take it. Right. So you can have Medicare and people say – and a lot of smaller practitioners go, I, that's okay. I don't accept it. So there have been some doctors who have said – generally general practitioners who just say, look, I just charge every patient 50 bucks a month. And I don't take insurance and I can treat them at my leisure. I know how much – I have 2,000 patients. I'll see 300 of them this month or whatever. I know they're all going to pay me 50 bucks, so here's what I get, you know. Right. So they say, it doesn't matter if, you know, I have 10 people in my waiting room today or 50. I, I know what I'm getting paid. So you hear about that and you go, that could work, you know. Different doctors can make their own uh, make their own choices. It's something Ben Shapiro's talked about. It's like, why can't you shop if you need an MRI? Why can't you shop for one? Why can't you go, I'm going to go over here, I'm going to go over there. He goes, no, you have your MRI. You have no, no idea how much it costs. And you weren't allowed to pick it anywhere. Yep. Where would we get that? Where would you get, like, they say, you know, you're going to go to a, he uses the restaurant example. If you're going to go to a restaurant, you don't get to look at a menu. You get the food we give you. Yeah. You know, you said you wanted fish. Well, you don't know what kind of fish you're getting. And you don't know how much it costs. We'll send you a bill later. Yeah. People wouldn't eat at those places. They'd go out of business. But yep. because the government backs it, we have to do it. So the disturbing part of this is you hear some senators and, and congressmen, Congress people. Say, uh, I say it because it's retarded. Uh, we'll say, um, well, we should get it so you can't just pay cash for healthcare. That shouldn't be something you can just pay cash for. Why? Why is because they want it all to run through the government plan. And then you get what I said. Yeah. You get death panels for everybody, for that child that has a genetic disorder that the parents really love and that could contribute to society. But the cost benefit analysis for the government would be like, no, it's not worth it. And the thing they also never talk about is, what happens to – so you've got these big health insurers, right? And there are some that are just health insurance, Medica, you know, um, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, stuff like that. What about the companies that cover more than just health insurance? What about the companies that cover life insurance and home and auto and all that right. stuff? And you take away a big piece of their business. What's going to happen to the other things? Yeah. It's going to go up. Yep. I mean, it's just – government doesn't make things better. No. They should stick to building roads and yeah, training the military. There's, there's very a very uh, small window for government being productive and getting good results. And that's once you go beyond that, then it's just bloat. That's all it is. I do find it funny that people say government shouldn't have anything to do with whether or not you have a, an abortion, my body, my choice. 
but they should be able to tell you what healthcare procedures you can and can't have. Yeah. Other than abortion. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's That's a good point. People don't think about this stuff. I, I don't know. Well, it's frustrating. Do you want a quick? Uh, we have a little bit of time here. Do you want to talk about the uh, uh, Department of Justice and Roger Stone? And- uh, yeah. So I'm not a lawyer. Uh, I haven't looked into this a ton, but from what I understand, from listening to both sides of this, Roger Stone did some witness intimidation shit. They've got voicemails and all that stuff. Killing dogs or something like that. Yes, yeah, weird. Although they said that was a joke. Yeah, I don't, it does whatever. sound like it, that. Did sound like it sounds joke like he did some shitty shit. Yep. Um, that being said, he lied to Congress about an investigation that it looks like is going to be. Well, I mean, it's basically a bullshit investigation. And what's the report that's coming out here soon? Um, who's the guy who's doing the report? The special prosecutor or the, I don't know. anyway, he's, he's investigating all this stuff, the FISA court yeah. and everything. They had the AG's report that came out that they said, oh, nothing. And then they said, well, there were 17 things. You're not talking about bar, are you? No, not bar. Huh. Uh, God, I can't remember the guy's name. Anyway, so that's coming out and that's been turned into a criminal investigation. So somebody, and a lot of people think it's going to be John Brennan. Uh, and maybe James James Comey Hope, hopefully are going to get sucked up in this because because it switched over to a criminal investigation they have found something yeah so the FISA court in some of these FISA courts have judges have admitted well yeah if I'd have known that was a fake piece of evidence I wouldn't have written that so anyway the whole thing is he lied to Congress about an investigation that appears to have been that was bogus. fraudulent yes. So, so that should be null and void. Should be null and void. He did still try and, to intimidate I'm some at, people. Okay, so sure. that's the same as to me. You rob a bank with a fake gun. That person believes that gun's real. You yeah. know. So th- there should be some sort of charge there. But the average, uh, the average time for a rapist to be in jail is four years. Roger Stone's supposed to get nine years. That doesn't make any sense. And there's this is where I get lost. There's a recommendation of sentencing, and it's up to the judge. And that I don't know if that's happened yet, but so Trump tweets out that this is bogus, stupid, and and not too long after that, Barr changes it. Now Barr says, and I I believe Barr is the best thing to happen to Trump's uh, administration. I think he's an even keel guy. I think he's above the fray on all this stuff. I like Barr. Um, who knows? Maybe I'll find out that I'm wrong. But he seems to know what he's doing. Um, and he said, with Trump tweeting and all this stuff, is making his job almost impossible, which I wish Trump would just shut well, up and Trump, no, Here's the thing. Trump came out and said, yeah, I, I, I believe it is. That's true. It is making his, his job harder. But this is all I can. This is the only yeah, way to get my message I, out. The thing is, that's why you get to know. I, under, I think I know Trump and Barr are good with each other. Because Trump would not do that otherwise, would not say something like that otherwise. Yeah, uh, he might. He just might not be able to resist. I mean, I, the guy. No, no. I think he's. I think he can't resist tweeting. He's, but he's out there. But he said, "I respect Barr. Yeah, um, he's right. He wouldn't do that unless he was like cool with Barr and and, and they're they're. I, I think there's something going on behind the scenes that's the forty chess kind of shit. Maybe, but I've. I don't think one thing. I think that's never happened with Donald Trump is uh, someone says, "Do you want to comment on this?" And he goes, "No." I, I think he can't resist. It's no, but but, but if him. he would if he if he would think that that's out of line what Barr said, or if he, if it would have hit his ego in a certain way, he would have went after Barr. 
Yeah, and he didn't. And I think that's because they're very cool with each other. Well, so Barr says, no, no, no. When he gets interviewed by ABC, and kudos to him for taking the interview, he said, nope, we had a sentence recommendation that we were thinking, and then this got handed down, and we went, wait a second, this can't happen. We need to talk to somebody about this. Then Trump tweets, then it happens. Yeah. And he says that's part of the reason they happen so close together. It's a long process. Yeah, it's the number one reason he's saying it's so hard to have when Trump's getting involved by doing this. Roger Stone did stuff he shouldn't have. His sentence is out of control. Yeah. In fact, uh, who's well, that? Roger Stone, John Dean, the guy who got who served four months from the Nixon Watergate stuff, yeah. he goes, "I don't feel bad at all for uh, Roger Stone. I never liked the guy. I'm not crying any tears over him." And they said, "Is it?" And then they go, "He was on CNN." And they said, "Is this sentencing out of line?" He goes, "Oh yeah, out of line." <laughs> you know, and so the point is, you don't get to sentence someone based on whether or not you like them. But let's get back to the lying to Congress thing. Andrew McCabe lied to Congress. Yeah, he did blatantly. Blatantly, he admits it. He admits it, and they let that case go. Yep. So if you want to put Roger Stone in jail for nine years, then let's put Andrew McCabe in jail for nine years. And if you're not okay with that, you're a hypocrite. Right. Because you have no principles. It's not about lying to Congress. It's about who you don't like. And also Roger Stone, he's the one that they did the the whole like pre-dawn raid in his house. And yeah. Took, and the, C, the cameras were there waiting. CNN was, was there. It was a big spectacle. And it was the it was basically the uh, FBI, right? CNN showed up an hour before yeah. it happened. And the FBI, it's basically, it's Comey and the FBI uh, is saying, hey, we, we need to get something done here. I don't think Comey was there at okay. the time. I think it was McCabe. All right. But it's it's it was a shitty it was a shitty thing it was very yeah, politically was charged mm-hmm. it was obviously political it wasn't just an application of the law straight and pure like it should be and you could have had two agents knock on Roger Stone's door yeah you know yep but uh, Roger Stone is not a sympathetic figure I mean he's kind of an no he's a blowhard he's yeah. a guy that wants more recognition for shit that he that he's not smart enough to be actually part of yeah he's like he's like you know he's like a gadfly kind of guy he just wants to be part of things gadfly yeah so but then there's all these um all these former uh doj officials calling for uh bars resignation i mean shut up with all that yeah like how many of them two thousand of them or something former like who cares it's just it doesn't it doesn't matter why is this news that's why people go oh fuck you well, I heard something. They said the story that Barr considered resigning over this said it was fake news. Nonsense, too. Yeah. The Department of Justice came out and said it didn't happen. Yeah, but but they're, but the media now reports every rumor as if it's news. Breaking news. Well, the interesting part of this, as I was mentioning to you before we started today, Alan Dershowitz, you know, no, uh, no Republican, but, I mean, one of Trump's lawyers in his impeachment hearing, because I think he's a principled liberal he's saying look what's wrong is wrong what's right is right um he came out and said the obama administration president obama had eric holder uh maybe he didn't have holder do it but he had the fbi investigate someone on behalf of george soros he goes i can prove it i have the documentation Mm, love to see it i have the paperwork that the fbi uses i can't remember what the form is he has that and they said, well, why don't you show it? He goes, I will at a later time. He goes, I'm filing a lawsuit. Nice. Alan Dershowitz is not someone I think the left should be messing with. Because yeah, I don't I don't think he's lying. If he says it's going to happen. I don't think he's bullshitting. Happen, right? on, I mean, the guy usually, 
dots his I's and crosses his T's. And if that's the case, I, I, and I'll admit this, this is a bias of mine. I want so badly for one of these scandals about the Obama administration to come out because I'm sick and tired of everybody going, yep, scandal-free administration. Yeah. You know, forget Fast and Furious. Forget the Learner. Yeah, forget all that stuff. Yeah. It didn't happen. You know, I just, I hate this. Well, I just, I just hate, I don't care about Obama at this point. I just hate that, that justice has never served on these it's, fuckers. It's not Obama. It's not about Obama for me. It's about all the smug people on the left yeah, who yeah. say, nope, it never did. That his administration was pure. Yeah. Yeah. Which it was, it was far from. And a lot of the leftists even understand that. Like the very progressive left understand that Obama was, was no more pure than any, than George W. Bush. Well, did you see, uh, Biden getting quizzed from uh, who's the guy from um, Univision or whatever it is. Oh, the white hair guy. Yeah. Uh, oh, I see. Ra- what you Ramos. Did. He's a he's a brown skinned man. You yeah. you made white. No, he's light skinned. Yeah. He's got he's got privilege. He was uh, grilling Biden about um, about all the people they deported. You know all the yeah, dreamers yeah. and stuff or whatever. And uh, he even said, you know, the Obama administration. Deporter in chief. Yeah, deported all these people. Wasn't that wrong? And Obama was, or uh, Biden was like, well, you know, just sort of tap dancing around. Listen it. here, man. And then finally, he, listen, fat, I can do more push-ups than you. <laughs> you want to race? Uh, and then finally he goes, yes, that was wrong. That was wrong. He flat out apologized oh for Oh, my it. God. I'm just, I, stop. Yep. You know, I think Joe Biden is a moderate Democrat. Shitty person, but I expect most politicians are shitty people. I, I just do. Well, he's just the definition of swamp. And he just moves his his morals move around based on how it's going to play. No, all Biden is is a is an opportunist that uses his position, his political position, to make money for him and his family. I that's, think that's what, what he I just is. said. Yeah. So he, I mean, it's, it, there's a book out even about his whole family is basically a, a, a um, organized crime syndicate. Yeah. The Schweitzer book yeah. about how they're laundering money. Yeah. That's all that's all he does. And he's, they, they show when he was a Senator, he made a certain amount of money off of being a Senator. And when he became vice president, it just ballooned up. And that's all, that's all he, that's all he does. That's well, what he, him I, and his family do. His first, uh, his first presidential run fell apart because it proved that he plagiarized something. Yeah. So, but, you know, because people will not hold both parties, will not hold their people accountable for the crappy stuff they do, we get this stuff. I mean, we have people in Republican strongholds and Democrat strongholds who will never be kicked out because people just say, I'm willing to accept it. I think it's more so, side. obviously, on the left. I mean, it's it's more there. There's more cover for the left than there is on the right. I I agree, yeah. but it's getting back to what we talked about with baseball. It's no different than the Houston Astros fans who are like, nope, 2017 is totally legit. Right. You're like you lot, you you cheated. <laughs> you know. So. All right. Well, we're coming up on time. So if you have any stories you want us to cover or, or any comments on uh, what we say, if you're pissed off or if you actually love what we have to say, give us a email. It's a rooster at bread and circuses podcast.com or crow at bread and circuses podcast.com. And check us out on our Facebook page, bread and circuses podcast. See you. Bye.